0: he's already one of the top guys in the industry and I'm going to give you two introductions because one of them is the official one and then one of them is my real one but our opening HAR engagement presenter is Chris Smith he's the co-founder of Curator it's a Facebook advertising digital marketing and modern sales company that helps businesses grow faster and who does not want to do that he's also a USA today best-selling author and over the last four years has used the blueprint in his book the conversion code to grow Curator to nearly $15 million in annual recurring revenue without raising any venture capital. Be sure to follow him on Instagram. He's going to have that on his screen. But now let me give you my real introduction to Chris Smith. As I mentioned earlier, we see the biggest presenters, the biggest trainers in the industry. We have our own conventions. We're always looking for the best. HAR has done a great job of bringing these people to the forefront. Ladies and gentlemen, you guys are in for a treat today. Please join me in giving a great big Texas welcome to Chris Smith. Good morning. Good morning. How's it
1: going? Good, so I'm from a real small place. It's probably like a lot of the places in Texas. I'm from a place called Polk County. Is that a little feedback on the audio? bad luck with this lately. But I, I, I stay very calm. I don't yell at the A i <laughs> I've seen people do that. So I teach marketing and sales, and there's a lot of acronyms. You guys remember Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross? Do you guys remember the, the famous acronym ABC? Yeah. Always be closing. So I was giving a speech one time, and I'm from the country, like cow pastures, chicken farms. Uh, I mean, it was bad. And so this lady came up, she was so nice, she's like, Chris, I'm surprised you didn't tell everybody about the acronym for Polk. And I was just like, oh man. She said, it stands for People of Little Knowledge. Yeah, well, yeah.
2: Oh, oh. But I, I can't
1: argue, We at one point, we were the lightning capital and the meth capital of the United States. So it's just a, a place that you either end up kind of getting stuck or you get out of there. And so my first job in sales, so I'm going to teach you guys a little bit of marketing and how to get leads and then a little bit of phone sales and how to turn those leads into appointments and customers. I actually worked for a guy named Lou Pearlman. Have, have any of you guys heard of him? He was sleazy. He, he actually died in jail of a Ponzi scheme, but he discovered NSYNC, the Backstreet Boys, and Britney Spears. And I'm from Central Florida, so in Orlando, when you go to find a sales job, you ended up working at his company. And We would sell vacations people that wanted to get discovered before there was an American Idol. And uh, to to give you a little bit of his ethics, like on 9-12-2001, he started a pizza place called FDNY Pizza, Mm. like really the lowest of the low. But what I learned, the, the sort of tactics that I learned for sales were amazing. The first thing I would love you guys to do if you're taking notes is I want you to draw what's on the screen, because there's a science to sales. Like, my first coach at Lou Perlman's company, he's like, Chris, sales is easy. Your job, and it's pretty straightforward, your job is to get people more emotionally excited than the cost during the time you have their attention, and then what do you do? You close them. So that seems simple, but we make it so complicated. We talk ourselves too long out of the sale. We try to close too early, but guys, whether you're in sales or marketing, that's your job." How do I get somebody more emotionally excited than the cost during the time I have their attention? So I asked my sales coach, because I was broke, living on my parents' couch. I'm like, I wanna close people right away, but I don't know the script yet, I don't know what to say. He said, Chris, it doesn't even matter what you say. It matters how you say it. And he drew the word enthusiasm and put brackets around IASM. He said, as long as you are sold yourself, people will buy from you. You have to have that infectious, excitement for the job. You guys ever get a call from a telemarketer and it's like, hi, is Chris available? It doesn't even matter what they say after that, right? You're like, I'm out. So the, the way I would explain just sort of the basics of sales is that you need to have what, what we call in my book a black lab mindset. You need to be excited to see everybody. You, you know, dogs don't care if it's a subpoena, or an Amazon package, like they just go nuts. That's the mentality we have to have in sales because one of the things I learned from one of my other mentors was that what you focus on is what you find. And so when you come in every morning with that positive mental attitude, with that enthusiasm, and you hit the phone, you have a better day than when you don't. Now, after I worked for Lou Perlman, who was a multi-billionaire, I ended up working for Dan Gilbert. This guy invented Quicken Loans. He used to be LeBron James's boss. He owns the Cleveland Cavs. He's another billionaire. You guys probably all hate him. I know. I know a lot of you guys don't like Quicken Lungs. But man, they blew up. And the thing that I want you guys to take away from the beginning of the talk is that the billionaires have boiler rooms. The billionaires have boiler rooms. A boiler room is a room full of dudes like me calling the leads. You cannot market your way to extreme growth. You sell your way to extreme growth. And I just noticed that the millionaires all did marketing and the billionaires all did sales. So I got a chance to have a private meeting with a you know, smaller group than this with Dan Gilbert, and it was my first week at Quicken and Loans, and he taught me one lesson I never forgot. I think it's one of the biggest challenges for real estate. Check out this chart about how humans communicate. When you guys, anybody here been in the industry 20, 30 years? So back then, a lot of your first interactions were belly to belly, somebody would come down to the office, you would meet someone at the property, you would meet someone you know, out and about. And now, increasingly, you're on the phone, you're on text, you're on social, and you're not even gonna get that belly to belly time without being good on the phone. And so when you're in phone sales, you don't get the most important part of how we communicate physiology. Some of you guys are looking at me right now, you're like, man, these shows are freaking nice. Some of you guys are going, why is this kid got a t-shirt on? He should have worn a jacket, <laughs> right? But we're understanding each other. We're seeing each other. That's actually 55% of how people communicate It's physiology. So when you take that away, what happens is everybody thinks what's left is the words. And the words barely matter. That's what my coach was trying to teach me. It doesn't even matter what you say. My first week at Quick and Loans, I wrote like 40 loans. I didn't know what PMI was. I didn't know what pity was. What APR was, I still don't know what that stuff is at the time. (laughs) But you know what I knew? I knew how to get people more emotionally invested, then the cost during the time I had their attention, and then ask them for their business. So I want you guys to think about that. When you're role playing, when you're practicing your pitch, you can't be face to face if most of your stuff's over the phone. Practice on the phone, listen to yourself. I can make a decision on hiring someone within one minute of being on the phone with them. Because if they're not infectious, I'm not bringing them on, on the staff. So a couple of early lessons. After working for Quicken Loans, I started a blog. I actually worked for top producer. Does anybody here have top producer? Or at least pay for it every month? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry if I sold it to you. But I started learning about CRMs and I started learning about blogging. I started a blog called Tech Savvy Agent. I was like 29 years old and I became the most influential person in real estate because of a blog. But that's because a lot of the traditional coaches and trainers at that time were saying that Facebook was stupid. Mm. They were saying, focus on real people, not the internet people. It's like, hold on, that's the real people too. I think Facebook's the best CRM ever invented. How many of you guys have gotten business from Facebook without even really trying? Okay? How many of you hate logging into your CRM? <laughs> right? Yeah. we got to lean into the stuff we like to they do. Top producer, so. so I've worked for Move Inc., Realtor.com, Top Producer, And then from there, I actually ended up working with the closing keynote speaker today, Brad Inman. Brad is a legend, you guys. Brad is a legend in this industry, and I got to work for him for a little while. I got to interview people from Evernote, from Facebook, from YouTube, from Google. Actually, I was introduced to Mr. Bob Hale by Brad Inman. I met him at an Inman conference. We've been colleagues ever since. And so part of what you're gonna learn today is tactics and strategies. Part of it is just who are you gonna meet? Who are you going to talk to that's going to change your life? Brad changed my life, you know? Bob hasn't changed my life yet, but one day he yeah. will. <laughs> <laughs> Bob and I have a challenge. I'm just trying to get him to do his hair like mine once. <laughs> <laughs> so I left Inman News and I went to work for a startup called Dot Loop. You guys heard of Dot Loop? Yeah. Dot Loop was a great experience because we're trying to take down Naki signs.
2: You
1: know how hard it is to take down doctors? That's the one thing you guys all love and use. So I'm like, all right, I'll go work for them. That'll be easy. Well, we did. We wrote a book called People Work. People Work is my first book. It's about putting people first in a digital first world. I'll explain to you guys how hard that is to do with one question. How many of you today looked at Facebook before a face? A lot of you. We live in an obsessed world with tech, and I think the people that put people first are going to win. But you can't be anti-tech, just like you can't be anti-people. So people works about both. And I was really humbled and blessed that we actually sold Loop to Zillow for $108 million. That was not a zest that was the exact (laughs) amount. So I took all that experience, and I've just always been a learner. One of my bosses in my early days, he said, you have to always learn more than you earn. Now I make a lot, so I'm like, crap, what am I gonna do? But I just try to hang out with Bob, and I hang out with Brad. I'm always learning every single day. And I started my own company, Curator. Curator is about four years old. And we actually are on the Inc. 500 list. We're actually the 300th fastest growing business in the United States, of any business. That feels pretty damn good. Not in real estate, in the United States and now I have like 85 kids that work for me. <laughs> and they do all this marketing and all this sales, and now I'm mentoring them the way my boss has mentored me. And what we do at Curator is simple. You guys should either take a picture of that or write it down. We call it cabin, because we like to keep things simple. We help our clients create content, run ads, and blast emails, right? Create, advertise, blast. Sometimes the creation is a listing. But I'm gonna teach you guys today how to run the ads to get the most leads, and then I'm going to teach you guys what to say on the phone when those, uh, when those leads pick up the phone, so that you get the most sales. And just as a total sidebar to the A/B crew at the back, there is not a timer, uh, so I'm kind of flying blind here. If you guys just want to give me like a five, and there's five left. So when you when you create content and you run great ads and you send great emails, we call it top of newsfeed, top of mind, top of inbox, top of mind. And this is what happened. People grow their business four X. This kid was already making 200k a year as an agent up in Canada. He makes 800,000 now. Think he likes me? He loves me. <laughs> Dustin, old father. We work with a lot of teams. You know, we're, we don't really work with a lot of newer agents. You know, we are a little bit expensive, more of a luxury product, kind of like a Tesla. You know. But ultimately, we took this guy from 60 million to 100 million. That's a lot more money for him. And all it was is we convinced them to treat the internet as seriously as they treated their sphere. That was it. And it blew up their business. So the first part of the conversion code, which is my bestseller that they talked about, is you guys have to understand that Facebook is the internet. You guys remember when AOL was the internet? <laughs> <laughs> you guys remember when Google was where we all started our day? We start on Facebook, and don't tell me people are leaving Facebook for Instagram. They own them too. <laughs> and look what happened to Google Plus, and look what happened to Vine, and look what's happening to Snapchat. Right? They're all irrelevant. That's the adoption of Facebook amongst millennials. Everyone thinks the millennials don't use Facebook. It's not true. Look at the data. They're using it every single day. They just don't want their parents to know. <laughs> 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 so Facebook became the internet. You know, there was a time where you got me. Was really relevant. It's not relevant anymore. What I care about and what our customers are looking for is traffic to their website because if you get traffic on your website or traffic on your landing pages you can get leads. And so a few years ago Facebook actually overtook Google as the number one source of traffic for websites. So if you were to look at your stats, if we were to go to HAR, if we were to go to some of your websites, Facebook should be your number one source of traffic. And if it's not, that's a huge opportunity for you. I'm gonna show you guys how to do it in a minute. So, and then the last point on this, I'm gonna get into the, uh, I'm actually gonna go on my computer, go on Facebook, teach you guys a few things live. The last part about this is, I know that you guys are always getting bombarded with lead providers, companies are calling you, and those companies, a lot of times, do sell great leads. But here's the key to this, okay? Let's say I go to Google, and I search for Houston Homes for sale, right? Whatever that search may be. Or let's say I go to the Zillow app or the Realtor.com app and I'm looking at properties. What do you think I do when I'm done? I go right back to Facebook, who said that? Like I was on Facebook before I went to Zillow and I'm going right back to Facebook when I'm done with Zillow. Now the difference, the reason Zillow is so expensive and the lead providers are so expensive is because when people are on those sites, they're actively searching. But they don't stop wanting a home when they go over to Facebook. They're, not just, they're just not actively searching there. And that's where you can actually get in front of them for a much lower cost than the portals. You can go direct to consumer through social. So I'll show you guys a cool uh, a cool kind of visual that goes with that. Write this down for me, google.com slash trends. Okay? I'll show you guys some cool stats here. So if you go to Google Trends, you can put in any search. And it'll show you sort of like, when does that search pop off? When do people really do that search? And the idea is, imagine if you could get your stuff in the news feed before they do the search. Check this out. We have a holiday coming up, right? Halloween. I'm going to put in trick or treat. Okay? You can search any term. And then you can put in a time frame. So I'm going to put in the last five years. This is literally the searches Mm -hmm. for trick or treating, right? We don't care about trick-or-treating all year guess when we start caring about it right around october when do we really care about it see this see how it's popping off here so the, the prime search is actually going to start happening later this week the 26th because listen i got kids we're going trick-or-treating next week so people search every year trick-or-treating where can i go trick-or-treating so where do you guys think i should run my ad for my blog post about the best places to trick-or-treat in houston Like two days before they all do the searches. And guess what that does? It eliminates them from ever doing the search. Now I see on a lot of your faces right now, you're thinking, Chris, I don't sell candy, bro. (laughs) I feel that, okay? But what I want you to remember is that that search happens for every buyer and seller. We just don't know what day it's going to be. It's not a holiday. But they're going to do that search for a home. They're going to go on that Zillow app. And by being in the news, being on social media each and every day in a meaningful way, you can actually eliminate them from ever doing that, sir, if you can get the lead first. So if I go back to my slide and you guys look at, you know, basically what I had up before, have you ever gotten a lead from Zillow and by the time you called them, three other agents had already called them? Have you ever gotten a lead from a listing that the consumer knew more about than you? That's a tough call. So think about this, guys. If you go on Facebook, number one, that lead is coming just to you. And then number two, I'm going to teach you how to use your own listings to get the lead so that you actually know the most about it. It's crazy to me that a lot of people generate all their leads off listings that aren't theirs. To me, that makes Yes, ma'am. Was that my five-minute warning? No, no, no. Okay, I'm paranoid. <laughs> people generate leads off listings that aren't theirs. Then they have to call the lead. Think about me as an author. Can you imagine trying to sell someone a different book than mine? I wouldn't know what to say. So, I'm going to teach you guys how to use your listings to get the leads. But Google Trends, you can leverage that over and over. Where are people looking for Christmas lights? When are people searching for homes? You can uh, do all kinds of searches. So, I'm going to start and give you guys a couple Facebook page tips because you have to have a page to run ads. Then, I'll give you a couple tips on ads and then we'll get into the phone sales. But I want you guys to go to this website. It's called Like Elizer. Okay? Like Elizer. Right there in the top. Like Elizer. And you can put in your Facebook page, you can put in any Facebook page. So I'm gonna go in, I'm gonna put in a Facebook page. I'm gonna put in Zillow, see what comes up. And what this will do, guys, is it'll look at the page and it'll tell you how you're doing. It'll say you're doing good, bad, or ugly. You know, the followers can't post on Zillow's wall. That's not very engaging. They don't like or engage with other pages. They should improve how often they post content. But they do have a good cover. page. (coughs) and they do have their username filled out. They didn't fill out their about page thoroughly enough. They are pretty active, but they're only posting .1 times per day. They have a good length of their post, but you can see they're not doing any photos or plain text, they're doing almost all videos. How many of you guys want to see this report for your page? (laughs) Or you really don't want to see it? (laughs) But you can pull up your competitors' pages, you can pull up your own page, Definitely recommend going to Lightlyzer to kind of get the basics better. But then there's another cool thing that happened recently, uh, where you can actually go to any page. Watch this. I'm going to pull up. uh, I'll just pull up someone random's page here. This is the CEO of Zillow. And what you can do now is you can go to any page and you can click right here where it says Info and Ads, and you can see every ad that any page is running right now. See that? He's not running any ads right now. But you can go to any page and see all the ads that page is running. So you can literally see, you know, you guys are hearing about Compass. Go to their page, see what they're doing. You guys are hearing about all these great companies or you know the number one agent that you're trying to catch up to. Go to their page. This just got added a little while ago. You click on Info and Ads. You can see all the ads they're running or not. Imagine going to a listing appointment and saying, hey, I know that you're uh, you know, interviewing another agent. I just wanted to show you all the ads they're running. They're not. <laughs> so they might have talked about Facebook, but we're actually using Facebook. This is a, a, a really new thing you can do. The other part of it, after you do the Lycalizer, is there's a thing called Insights. Okay, See that right there? Insights. So what you can do is if you go to your page, you go to your own Facebook page, this is my page, my business page, and you go right there to that tab that says Insights. And you will be amazed at what you can find about your page in here. There's so much cool information. One of the ones that I love is called Pages to Watch. So you can actually set up five or six different pages to keep an eye on. Now the crazy thing is when I was growing up, they called this stealing.
2: (laughs) Now they call it sharing.
1: It change it a little bit. So if you want to see like, oh wow, how much engagement is this team getting or this person getting, you can have all that info. But the other part is it has every post you've ever done. So you can go and look at every single post that you've ever done and you can start sorting it by reach or sorting it by engagement. And it's usually pretty clear which ones are doing better than others. And then what should you do? You should post more stuff like the ones that do the best. It also is going to show you things like what time are your fans online? A lot of you guys might be a morning person. Well, if you if I were posting at 8 a.m., I would be killing myself because if I just wait a little bit, look how many more people are online. See that? Be really honest, you guys. Raise your hand if you've never seen this screen even though you've been on Facebook for years. So that's why I just don't like talking down on stuff that we've never really tried or understood. Twenty percent of my book is about Facebook, and it's about all these tactics and insights. Now the other thing I want you guys to do, uh, let me go back here to the slides, is I want to talk a little bit about Facebook ads, because once you got your page cleaned up and kind of once you understand what to post organically, there's a way to post ads on Facebook so that you get an ROI, so that you don't waste money. Anybody here run a Facebook ad recently? How'd it go? This is the response I usually get. I don't know. Because you, you gave me a lot of vanity metrics, right? Oh, you got reach, you got engagement. Congrats on all those 10 second views. <laughs> those are fake, they got sued for that. So you have to really run ads the right way to get the right result. And what I mean by that is there's one metric I want you guys all to think about. Forget reach, forget cost, forget anything else. The, the metric that matters is called relevance score. Every ad you run, Facebook grades it on a scale of one to 10. And if you get a 10 out of 10, your click through rate, your number of clicks, way up. And your cost, way down. But look what happens when you get a one it costs a lot and nobody clicks. So there is a direct correlation between the relevance score and the success of the ad. In fact, if your ads are not doing well, if they're getting ones and twos, they kind of just stop showing. So who wants to see a 10 out of 10 ad? Because let me to show you how to get a 10 out of 10. It's it's actually not as complicated as people make it. We actually built something called Curator Brain at my company. We have almost 1,000 teams that we work with around the country and Canada. And what happens is every ad they run and every email they send, it goes into a community where they can share each other's best stuff. We've graded about $25 million in Facebook ads now, so that's where the kind of science comes from. This is how you get a 10 out of 10. I'll walk you guys through this. This is for a listener. What is something that you notice right away about this ad? Somebody shout it out. Emojis. Emojis, good one. Anything else? Let me give you the biggest mistake people make in their ads for listings. They use one picture. Because if you go on Facebook and you choose website visits, it makes it one picture. But what we found is that people love looking at the photos. 11,329 uh, 11, photo views. And look what that led to, 1,600 link clicks. See the link? That's our goal is to get that traffic, to get that lead, to get that visitor to our site. But I would recommend a minimum of eight to 10 photos with every listing that you're on. And the other thing is don't get cute with the money shot. Okay? <laughs> the money shot is the main picture. A lot of times our clients will be like, Chris, it has such a nice kitchen. The pool is so beautiful. Guys, the curb appeal shot is the shot you should use. And you should make it look a little better. Pro photos get three times the clicks of amateur photos. The other thing we always do is we add what's called an embellishment, see that? I talk about it in my book, image is everything. Do you guys know that about 50% of the people using Facebook are using the bathroom while they use it? (laughs) (laughs) You have to be able to convey the entire point of the ad in the image. So we use Canva, we use PicMonkey, we use Design Mold, we use Photoshop, and we always add a nice big badge. coming soon, just sold, open house, featured listing, home of the week. That embellishment allows the consumer in less than one second to understand what this post is about. But yeah, the emojis matter too. Here's the key, it doesn't look like an ad. It's a photo album, which people usually upload after a vacation. It's emojis, which you're used to seeing. What happened is this one ad, it was 80 bucks. 42,000 people reached, 1,600 link clicks, and we actually sent that to a landing page that captured about 10 to 15% of those leads. So that was about 160 leads for 80 bucks. Now the problem is, Half of those leads sucked. And then half of the half that left sucked. And then only five of those became a transaction. <laughs> Who wants five transactions 80. for 80 bucks? Good God. Right? So that's what I'm talking about. Black lab mindset. You can really get frustrated that there's a lot of tire kickers. You probably get frustrated when the freaking neighbors come to the open house, right? You get frustrated when no one comes to the open house. Like, welcome to life, my business partner says Chris. It's supposed to be hard. Life is supposed to be hard. Work is supposed to be hard. So the other little piece here, guys, is what is something that you don't see in the app? This is a big part of why they click through. No price, Price, no address. No price or location. What we're going to do is we're going to crush their hopes on the next step. (laughs) (laughs) Because people will, they will disclude themselves. Like, uh, I'm sure that some of you are from the Woodlands, right? If I'm looking in the woodlands, am I really looking anywhere else? Or am I really wanting a house just there? So if I go in the newsfeed and I see a house that I like but it says a different neighborhood or a different zip code, I just go past it. And then people have budgets, right? Let's say that property was worth $1.2 million. Well, if you're a buyer at 800 k you're going right past it. Who wants the 800 k buyer too? So you can force registration on the next step, and what you're doing is you're offering something of value in exchange for their info. Hey, here's a bunch of pictures, here's a bunch of info, but if you're serious and you want to learn more, you can get the address, you can get the rest of the pictures, you can get the price over on our website. You don't have to make them register, but you can, because that's valuable at that point. But remember, it took us 12,000 photo views to get those 1,600 clicks. So use an album, use emojis, leave some information out of there, That ad will get a 10 out of 10 almost every single time. That's for a listing. Now, we have a booth uh, out there in the booth room, is that what it's called? The exhibit floor? My company curator is out there. You can get 10 out of 10 on more than just listings. And we have seller ads. We have ads for past clients in Sphere. We have contests that we run, where people's Facebook page gets 5,000 fans because they give away tickets to like you know, a a Texans game or something like that. So if you guys want to see all the best ads and emails from all of 2018, our team has those at our booth. Go buy this, they'll talk to you for an hour, they'll show you all those ads. Once you've got the ad crafted properly, okay? I want to show you guys how to target it. Because this is where it gets a little bit creepy, but a little bit effective. So ad targeting on Facebook has been in the news a lot. Like, they might have swayed an election. We just need to get a buyer. So I think we might be able to do it. But what you do, guys, I want you to go to your page and go to the top left corner. If you go to the top left corner, you're gonna see a little thing right here that says audiences, okay? This is gonna be something that you're gonna do one time, and then once you do this, every time you go to boost a post or run an ad, you just check a box and choose the audience. But it's really important to set these up once properly I'm going to pull it up. I'm going to go into Audiences, and then I'm actually going to go in uh, right here at the top. See where it says Create an Audience. So I'm going to start with this top one called Custom Audience, okay? If you go into Custom Audience, there's a couple things in here that you're going to definitely want to do. So anybody here get a lot of their business from their past clients in Sphere? The problem is if you're friends with them on Facebook and you post through your profile, you're never gonna really reach more than about 7% with any particular post. So what you can do is you go log into your CRM, log into your top producer, log into your follow boss, log into your MLS account, export all of your contacts, and then you click right there, customer file. And when you click that, it will let you upload a list of all their information, and then they become a group you can target. So you can reach your 800 people. And the the smaller the audience, the cheaper it is. So if you just want to stay in front of your network when you get a listing or stay in front of your network when you've got some information, you can do that by just doing the customer file. How many of you guys have never done that, be really honest? That's a big one. Start with that because it's cheap, it's easy. If you can't get the people that know you to buy, I can't get the strangers to buy. That's the way I think about it. But the second one is called website traffic. This is something we set up for all of our customers. It's a little more technical, but I go in depth in the book on how to do it. Have you guys ever been on Amazon and been looking at something, and then it was in the next ad you saw? That's what you do right here. You click on website traffic, and they will let you install a pixel. And then anybody that visits your site, you can even do it on particular pages. That's what Amazon does. They don't just say, hey, you were on Amazon the other day, come on back. They say, you were looking at these socks, they're in your cart, and you didn't buy them. And it's like, man, let me go finish that purchase, right? So you can retarget, it's called retargeting, you can retarget everybody that visits your site with a a wide message, or what we do is we retarget people that visit the testimonials page. We retarget people that visit the about page. We retarget people that visit the sellers page. We retarget people that visit the contact page. Those are the pages that show intent to transact. Because it gets a little expensive to try to retarget everybody. But that's all you do right there is offline, website traffic. The other one really quick at the bottom here guys is engagement. What you can do is you can actually, as people engage with your Instagram post, or as they engage with your Facebook page, or as they watch your videos that you post, them actually engaging with that can put them in an audience that you can target later. So just by somebody giving you a thumbs up, hey, who loves living in Houston? Hit like, and you get 3,000 likes because you do the ad. Well, all 3,000 of those people are now an audience that are going to see my next ad. Does that make sense? How many of you guys had no idea you could do any of this? Seriously, <laughs> who's already using Instagram a lot? Be honest, guys. That's what's next. If you want to tell me what tell you what's next, you need to be on Instagram and you need to be posting stories. Stories are going to overtake the news feed next year as the most popular feed in social media. Stories are those little circles at the top. Facebook's got them now. Snapchat started it. WhatsApp got them, YouTube has them. You go to Netflix on your phone, it looks like stories now. So you guys have got to be on Insta and you've got to be posting stories. That's kind of the next big thing. The last little part of this with targeting is you can go to this other tab and you can say, you know what, let me do a saved audience. And what this will allow you to do is actually just put a pin on an app. So you can literally put in the address of your listing and then you can target your ad within two miles of that. Great for just listed, just sold. Think of this as Facebook farming. A Little less expensive, a little bit more trackable, you know? that this is how you can promote an open house, you can promote a listing. We have clients that'll go to the front of the neighborhood and do a Facebook Live with the sign behind them and they'll talk about the most recent sold. And then the call to action is, you can see what that did to your home's price and you can see the other homes that sold if you click the link and go to our site. But a lot of our clients, they don't have a big audience. And so they don't, they get like eight views on Facebook Live, it's their mom four of them. (laughs) <laughs> so but what you can do is if you do that through your page, right, then you can go back to the office and you can boost that live stream to the neighborhood that is in the sign. How many of you, if you saw your news feed and you saw a video from your neighborhood entrance, might stop a look at it? You guys can be the news. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing stopping you. You don't need permission and you don't need perfection. Please keep that in mind. You just have to execute. The sooner you try, the sooner you'll be good. And I know it's scary. That's because bravery is what makes all our lives better. You have to be brave, you have to be courageous to try new things. So that's a little bit about the ad targeting. Make sure you guys go deep on that. Now the last part of the class, I got 10 minutes? 10, perfect. The last part of the class is on the follow-up. The fortune is in the follow-up. I didn't write the lead generation code. You can buy leads, you can go to homes.com, realtor.com, you can purchase leads, you can go sign up for a Curator, we'll get you more leads than you know what to do with. But the magic is in the follow-up. So what I want you guys to write down is STS. Speed, tenacity, and scripts. And I'll show you guys the impact of those three things on your conversion rate. Your goal is to have the highest conversion rate possible. We're not gonna rewrite the way the world works, But if you will implement speed, tenacity in a script, your conversion rate will double or triple what it is right now. Here's the the challenge for our industry. In 2011, this was a study done by Moobank and Realtor.com. In 2011, there was actually less leads in real estate than there were homes sold. That ain't that long ago. This is why there's an early adopter advantage, right? Because if you're still questioning all this stuff in 2011, and you weren't executing, you really did miss out on a really great era where almost all the leads were legit. But then with Zillow and iPhones and YouTube and social, look what happened by 2014. By 2014, there was 40 million leads. And the thing about your industry that's tough is the leads going up doesn't make the home sold go up, does it? You know what I'm saying? If Zillow went away tomorrow, guys, the same amount of people will buy or sell a home next year. Pretty much, right? It's been pretty close. Now, I want to show you guys what happened in 2018. You guys want to see it? There's literally almost 100 million leads now. Still just five, five and a half million homes sold. So, this is another reason you have to have a positive attitude. Because literally, your job is to find the needles in the haystack. I'm glad you guys like that joke. I came up with it last night. <laughs> So here's the impact of speed, this is a big one. If you call a lead within five minutes compared to 30, you actually have a 100x chance of converting a message. The sad thing is companies that call, the average call time is over three hours. And 47% of leads never get a response. So if you guys have been hearing about ISAs, like a lot of the companies, they won't even send you the lead anymore. They're just like, hey, keep working, we'll call it, we'll vet it, we'll send you an appointment. You guys don't even want leads. How many of you want appointments, not leads? Seriously. So that's what's happening is people are hiring people that their job is to hit the phones like mine was so that you don't have to do that part, but let's be honest, if you're a listing appointment at two o'clock, you get five leads during that hour, you can't obey the 100X rule. That's part of the reason teams are nominating because they actually have resources to follow up with leads while the mega agent's working. So whether it's you calling the leads or somebody else, being is the mo- one of the most important things. The second thing is tenacity. People give up too quick. People call a lead once or twice and they give up. They act like that they did their job. There's a science to this. By the sixth attempt, you've reached the maximum capacity. If you call a lead once right away, only about 48% of them answer. You've got to call again. We do three calls in the first day, two calls in the second day, one call on the third day. And when you get a lot of leads, that's really good because more leads came in. But you've got to call more than once. One thing you guys should all do every time you call a lead and they don't answer, just call again right away. It's called the double dial. Don't text them. Don't email them. When you get a call from a number you don't recognize, you ignore it, especially around this time of year. All these freaking political calls. You guys have seen now. What does it show up when people call you? Telemarketer. Scam. Suspected spam. Right? <laughs> people are afraid to pick up their phone. Marketers ruin everything. But. If you actually call again right away, what would you guys do if you missed the call and then you got a call from that same number right away?
2: Answer
1: it. Oh, crap. Maybe my kid is hurt. i got to stop outside of So I really recommend the double dial. Just that gets it up a lot. The other thing I recommend is if you follow up 10 times, that is right when they're going to call the Houston PD. <laughs> right there. So there is a sort of cost. We don't want to stop them. We want to sell something to them, so tenacity, following up, really does matter. The other thing is there are certain times of the day where people are more prone to pick up the phone. So at Quicken Loans and at Lou Pearlman's company, from 8 to 10 a.m. and from 4 to 6 p.m., that is when we're doing our call blocks. We're not allowed to leave our desk, no smoke breaks, no Red Bulls. Those four hours are the best four hours to be hitting the phones. Basically, you're getting people before they get busy at work, and you're getting people before they go back and settle in at home. Now, I'm not saying that this is true about you guys, but I know real estate agents, they only set their alarm until 10. And they're already drinking at three. <laughs> but if, if you're the other thing is if you are a solo agent and you are alone. You can't call it like, all day, every day. You have stuff you're doing. So the other thing is like Wednesday, Thursday is the best. So just think about those call blocks. Think about being strategic with when you make your dials. Do you guys feel like somebody should write a whole book about this crap? <laughs> the conversion code, available now on Amazon. <laughs> I recommend Audible if you guys like audiobooks, if you're enjoying my voice. It's seven hours. Me and you. In the car. <laughs> <laughs> and I, what's that? Is it really yeah, I really read it myself. I wasn't I wasn't willing to let anybody else read it because the last part is about sales and it's all about tones. <laughs> I can't let to read it. Yeah, three days in the studio, I almost went nuts. All right, last thing, conversations. Because nothing matters except conversations. Everything we do at Curator is to just get our customers more conversations with more people. And there's a science to a perfect sales call. I'm going to give you guys, I'm doing this only for Bob and only for Brad, I really look up to them, I'm actually going to give everyone here the buyer and seller script from my book for free today. You guys are going to get the two-sided script, so if I don't cover it, you're going to get it, the guys have the literature at the booth, you just go to the booth and they'll email you the scripts. But I wanted to cover two things in my last five minutes. I want to cover how to start the call perfectly and how to end the call perfectly. Because if you can't do that, it doesn't really matter what you do in the point. So the first thing is P60. I talk to a lot of people that are afraid of the phone. And so what you're doing when you call a lead is you have to really obsess about that first minute. And what we want to do in that first minute is gain control over the caller and then ARF, which means acknowledge, respond, and pivot around any brick walls they may put up. So as an example, have you guys ever called a lead and they're like, oh, I'm already working with an agent? you ever called a lead and they said, oh, I don't want to go see the home, I just want to know if it's still for sale? you ever called a lead and they say, oh, I didn't know this was going to be a call, I thought this was going to be a report, I didn't want to talk to anyone? In sales, you're going to get brick walls every single day. The good thing is they always end up being the same. When I worked at Quicken Loans, guess what every single person said at the beginning of the call? What are the rates? What are the rates? And if I'm an order taker, if I just read the rate, I'm screwed. Because Chase and all these other guys, Wells, they all have lower rates than us. But why do they want a lower rate? Because they want a lower payment. Why do they want a lower payment? They might be broke. <laughs> right? So that's something I cover called the digging deep technique. But here's what I want you guys to do out of the gates. When you call a lead, and I'm going to make it specifically about a buyer lead, you cannot call and be like, hey, this is Jordan, I was just calling to follow up about the property that you found online. You have to be specific. Hey, this is Chris, I'm calling about the home at 123 Main Street that you found on Zillow that's listed for 600,000, how's it going? You guys hear the difference? That's an expert. That makes it very clear this is not a telemarketer, they know what they're doing. And then here's what I want you to do after you say that. Can you please do me a favor and grab a pen and paper? There's some information about this home that you need to know that isn't on the internet. You guys like that scare their ass. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but the, the thing is, guys, like you guys have data they don't have. You have tools they don't have. And what's crazy is back to that green dot and that red dot slide. The serious people, you can hear the paper. You can hear them grab the pen and paper. You literally can figure out in the first 30 seconds if this is a real lead worth spending time on. Now, some people are driving. We don't want to kill them. We don't want to hurt them. Some people are going to be like, yeah, I got it. What's up? Do your job, right? Do your job. Keep moving forward. But the people that are serious are going to grab that pen and paper. Now, what I want you guys to give them when they ask is I want you to give them the homes that sold the closest to one they're looking for. Because a lot of times, you can't find that online. That's why this estimate was so inaccurate for so long. Because they're pulling tax records, county records. They're not able to tell me what my neighbor sold for last night. The MLS does. So you guys have that advantage. The other thing is, they're going to still give you a brick wall, even if you try to gain control. And what you do is you acknowledge what they say, you respond to what they say, and then you pivot back to what you want to say. You do this for a living. Like One thing you have to remember, people only buy or sell a home every five to seven years. So we are married to this industry. They pop in and have an affair with us every now and then. So why would they be in charge, not me? They don't even know what they're doing. This is what I do for a living. So let's use the example of the buyer. Hey, uh, I didn't, I didn't want to go look at the home or make an offer. I just want to know if the home still for sale. The first thing you do is you got to say back what they said because we don't physiology. Oh, you just want to know if the home's still for sale? No problem, I'll look that up for you. You always say back what they said. Oh, you want to know what the interest rates are? No one's ever asked me that. Let me pull them up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you have to be prepared with that acknowledge. You have to know what you're going to say. And then the response is kind of like a non-response. Like, Oh, you want to know if the home's still for sale? Great question, I'll look that up for you. If you found it on Zillow, it probably sold a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then if that home at the high end or low end of your comfort, comfort range for your budget, you just pivot back to what you wanted to talk about. Oh, what the rates are? The rates are the lowest they've been in a really long time, man, are you looking to lower your monthly payment? So it's just pivoting, but you have to be so strategic at the beginning of the call. <laughs> Let me do one more thing. FBT, I'm gonna wrap it up with this. This is kind of the ABC. Feature, benefit, tie down. I want you guys to obsess about that. When you're pitching, you can't just say, I work for Remax, we've got great tech, I've been in the business a long time. Are we doing this? That's feature, 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 close. Okay. What you do is, it's kind of like what Alec Baldwin said, always be closing, so you say, hey, I've been in the business for 20 years. The benefit to you for you of that is that we have a track record of success. A lot of agents are brand new. You don't want to get sued, do you? <laughs> <laughs>
2: what
1: we gonna say? Nope. Or if it's like, hey, we have an investment on realtor.com, homes.com, and Zillow. Okay, cool, that means you have a pulse, that means you're a hotel with a bed, right? The benefit to you of that investment is that a lot of times people will make an offer the same day and we actually sell a lot of our homes for over asking price. Your goal is to sell your home as quick as you can for as much as you can, right, sir? See, that? See how I'm tying them down, guys? So that's a perfect pitch. It's four to six feature benefit tie downs. And because they're saying yes to these tie down statements, that's how you know they're going up that slide I started with and then they're ready, to course. I'll try a last trick on you guys, and then I gotta wrap it up.
2: I'll
1: be at the booth all day if you guys wanna come hang and say hello or ask more questions. I wish I had more time, but there's so many other great speakers. You guys are gonna love the day. The last technique is the five yeses. You actually do this right before you sell. So really quick, I'll try it on you guys. Say yes if you enjoyed this quick class. Yes. Say yes if you learned more about Facebook in the last hour than in the last year. Yes. Yes. Say yes if you'd rather just hire me to do all this for you. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So you guys are a 3 yes crowd. This is huge. (laughs) Guys, I mentioned the buyer and seller script. Go see my guys at the booth. If you have a budget and you're a team and you really want to dominate, we do have a couple spots left in Houston. Thank you guys for your time this morning. I really appreciate it.